Awesome. It is so good to see you guys uh, today on, uh, online. Uh, we're grateful that we can still do this, right? That we can still have church despite not being in a building or a theater. And I've been talking to uh, other, other friends and, and pastors, churches around the nation. And uh, this is a great opportunity for the church to still be the church, even though we're not meeting. And so I just wanted to uh, update you on a couple of things, all right? Uh, so next Sunday is a really big Sunday for us. Uh, it is Easter Sunday, my favorite Sunday of the year um, because of what it means, what it represents, what it stands for. And so we'll be celebrating not in the church, but here online again. So we'll have an online service. And so we'd love for you to join us and be able to invite your friends and your family to that, all right? We also will be having a good Friday service. Uh, every year we had it, we go up to the Cross of the Martyrs and we do communion up there. Uh, this year we're going to be doing communion online, service online, so we'll have some worship and some prayer and some communion uh, on next Friday. And so Good Friday um, will be happening, and so tune in. We'll be talking about that and sharing about that. And uh, what we'd, we'd ask you to do is prepare uh, some communion for your family. And, all right, if you're by yourself, get, get some juice, some crackers, and we'll take this uh, all together at the same time. And so we'll do it uh, through online, virtual, but if you have your juice and bread or crackers ready and we'll have ours and we'll take a moment to just uh, celebrate together and to remember what that Friday means, right? Good Friday. Uh, it was not a good Friday when it was happening, but looking back, what it represents, what it's done for us, uh, it is the, the best Friday there's ever been. And so we're going to celebrate Good Friday. We're going to celebrate Easter. And uh, yeah, so just be, be paying attention to what's happening uh, online when we're sharing those, um, those details. And also just I would encourage you, invite somebody uh, to join us next Sunday for uh, online services. And so you can start a watch party. You can uh, invite them uh, through social media, through a phone call. And I uh, just want, want you to take, take uh, advantage of that. Because uh, here's, what here's what's going to happen next week. We're going to have more people tune into churches than we've ever had, I, I believe, in the history of the world. Uh, because this, uh, what we're going through has really opened up a door for a lot of people to be searching and looking for what, uh, what's next, looking for what God has for us, uh, seeking for him again. And if that's you today, you're watching, maybe you join in and you're seeking this the first time to maybe tune into a church online service. Uh, we're glad you're with us and uh, we're honored that you take some time to be with us as we just uh, approach uh, this, this season uh, the best we can, learning and growing and reaching out to each other. And so uh, we we'd hope you invite people to tune in next week with us. All right. And uh, we'll look forward to that service. Also, one more announcement before we get into the message is uh, we've started our virtual small groups. Uh, they are taking place throughout the week. Uh, most of them are through Zoom, but there's some different options that uh, our small group leaders are using to be able to facilitate those small groups. And so if you're not in one, I would encourage you to get in one. Or if you'd like to start one, we'd love to help you to start one. And we'll train you and teach you how to do that online. Uh, because in, for sure, we know through the month of April, there'll be, not, there'll be no large gatherings. So we'll not be meeting in, in the theater uh, for this whole month. And uh, quite possibly, it might even go into to, um, May. So we want to be prepared for that, to be able to still have community and to reach out to those in, uh, in our circles and our friends and our coworkers, and that way we stay connected. Because even though we're physically distancing, we don't want to social distance ourselves from anybody. We don't want to isolate because that can be uh, unhealthy for us, but to reach out and to see how others are doing. All right, so do me a favor. Get in the small group, join a small group, lead a small group, uh, be a part of that. And uh, we would love to just uh, help you uh, to know how to do that. If you have questions, uh, reach out to us. We'll give you some, some tools, okay? Awesome. All right. Hey, let's get into today's message. Um, I'm excited for it because I think it's going to be very practical and helpful for this season that we're in. Uh, last week, uh, we read a passage from Hebrews, and I'm going to read that again. And uh, it talks about how when we find ourselves in life struggling and maybe facing something that's very difficult, 
and that we should look at the story of Jesus to help us uh, to get some, some tools and ways to be able to overcome the challenges we face. Um, here, here's for me what happened a few years back, about 2009. Uh, my family, myself, we got, uh, we had a really bad day, all right? And the bad day lasted for a few months um, and almost a year. And uh, really was a, it, it was tied to the financial crisis that took place in 2008. And it just affected us. And I remember walking through that very difficult season. Uh, there was things when I look back in the middle of it, I didn't understand it. In the middle of it, I didn't like it. Um, and it was very difficult. Um, but looking back now, I realized that I learned so much. I grew so much. And I really uh, had more clarity and the right perspective uh, on the on the backside of it. Because uh, when we begin to focus, my wife and myself begin to focus on really the reality of it and the different scenarios and, and what would play out. I realized that what I was focused on was not the most important things. Um, and really there was more to life than just that. And so the, the writers of Hebrew, he challenges us when we're in those moments of struggle. Right? We have uncertainty about the future, uncertainty maybe about finances or work, whatever whatever that is, health, family. That when we find ourselves in these situations that there's, there's somebody we can look to for an example that would encourage us. In fact, this is what Hebrew says. Hebrews 12 says, keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race that we're in. The writer says, study how he did it. Excuse me. So study how he did it. Because he never lost sight of where he was heading. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way. Cross, shame, whatever. And the writer goes on and says this. Because he never lost sight. And now he's there in place of honor. Right alongside God. When you find yourself flagging in your faith. Go over that story again, item by item, that long litany of hostility. He plowed through so that that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. And so the writer of Hebrews is saying, when you find yourself in these situations of uncertainty unknown, if you ever look at the life of Jesus, you look at his story, uh, specifically, and we're going to talk about today, the last life, the last day of his life, and the last words that he spoke and said, that will give us um, encouragement. And like he said, it will shoot adrenaline into our souls so that we can... Um, have the right perspective and be able to approach life in the right way. All right. So last week uh, we talked about a, a few statements that Jesus made in the last hours of his life. Um, on Good Friday, uh, while Jesus was on the cross, he made seven statements. And these seven statements, uh, we can learn something from them as we study them and go through them. And so last week I gave you three of those statements and encouraged you to, to care for those closest to you, right, to look around. Because uh, here's, here's the truth. When Jesus was in his bad day, all right, we call it Good Friday. Uh, but it was a bad. It was very bad for him, for his followers, in that moment when he was dying on the cross. But even in his bad day, Jesus was very aware, and he was he was uh, very in tune with what was going on. His perspective was not limited to the moment, but to the the grand scheme of everything that was going on, the larger story that was taking place. And so his statements that he makes are teaching us lessons how to go through bad days. And today we're going to look at the fourth statement that he made. And we're going to stay right there today. And that's the only thing we'll look at. Um, and in Matthew 27, it says this, he makes this statement. He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? If you go and read uh, the, the chapter of uh, Matthew 27, chapter 27 of the book of Matthew, you'll begin to see that um, he's in this moment of, um, of, of being on the cross. He's going through this, this horrible um, persecution and, and punishment and beating, right? We know, looking back, we know why. Because it was on our behalf, right? He suffered uh, so we can have something better. Uh, but he was in the middle of that. It says that at noon, right? So in the middle of the day, right at noon, it says everything, the, the sky went black. And from noon until three o'clock, the sky was black. 
And at three o'clock, he makes this statement, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And what I find interesting about this story is at noon, the brightest time of the day turns into the darkest moment. You know, in, in this in this season that we have with, with the coronavirus going on, you know, there's some of us that maybe you're watching that you're in a very dark season, maybe uncertainty. Uh, maybe some of you know people in a dark season. Um, I, I have some encouraging news for you, right? Even in the darkness, even in those seasons of life where it's dark, God still can be there for you and help you through it. And I think at this moment where uh, the sky is dark and, and, and it goes dark for three hours, and really when Jesus says the statement, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In this moment, he's feeling the weight of all humanity, the sin of all humanity, uh, the sin of all history, right? Of what took place. In this moment, he feels so separated and isolated from God. And he cries out, why have you forsaken me? And in his dark day, and literally in the darkest time, right, he's calling out to God. And here's what I would say that we can statement it's this aim your hard questions at god not man aim your hard questions at god not man see too many times when we face something difficult we begin to aim our hard questions at people and we begin to put the blame on others we begin, begin to ask the question why to others um, and the truth is a lot of times we'll never get those answers and honestly some why things that we've gone through some of the questions of why won't even get answered here on earth but one day they will get answered and we might understand or maybe in a we'll begin to understand more of what we're going through and why we're facing it. Because um, in the middle of even our, our darkness, we can still learn something and we can go through something. Uh, Jack Hayford, he wrote a book called uh, how, to, how to Live Through a Bad Day. And in this, he says this statement. I'm going to read it for you. He says this. He says, aim your hard questions at God. You may not get the right answer then, but you can count on two things. Here's the two things you can count on. Your cry will never fall on deaf ears. And time will always begin to answer. And, and time will always be... Bring an answer in your best interest. Always. I love those two things, right? He's saying, when you call out to God, your cry will never fall in deaf ears. And second, time will always bring an answer in your best interest. This is what I find to believe true about God. Is he, is even though he's not on our time schedule, his, his timing is perfect. And when we trust him, he, he watches over us. He walks us through even the... The psalmist says, the shadow of death, right? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you're there with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Throughout scripture, the writers and, and, and the people that follow him, they understood this principle that even though we face something difficult, it's not, God is still present. He's still with us. And he still has good plans for us. And so today, whatever season you're in, whatever you're facing, I don't know what, what this is doing to you. Uh, this last week, one of the things that it caused me to do is miss people, right? I thought about uh, just meet, a simple thing is meeting in a, in, a, in a theater, right? In the Regal uh, Theater 14 and just seeing people, eating a donut with somebody, right? Drinking some coffee and, and laughing in the halls and just talking. And I begin to miss that and because and, and, we've been a few weeks into this, not being with each other. Um, but even in the middle of that, what I, I understand and know is I don't get down so much because I know that one day we'll be able to meet again. And one day we'll work through all of this. And honestly, when we look back, there's going to be a lot of great takeaways if we'll stay open and if we'll begin to aim our, our questions at God. So if you're, you're facing something difficult and, and life maybe doesn't make sense in this moment, aim your questions at God, not at others. Others can help us. They can pray for us. They can encourage us. But when you're going through something difficult, like Jesus did, he's saying, all right, here's, here's the moment I'm in, my dark moment. I'm going to aim my questions at God. So here's a few things I'll tell you what to do when you're when life doesn't make sense. All right. The first thing is this: when life doesn't make sense, trust His nature, trust the nature of God because He is consistent. Right. So when things around us are not making sense, we need to remember that God loves us. In fact, um, we trust His nature and we trust His promises. All right. That's the second thing. 
Um, and the third thing is this. Would you trust his final destination for your life? Um, in, in life, if, you'll, if God's consistent, he said some great, great truths to us. So in the scriptures, uh, if you're not reading your Bible during this time, I would encourage you, man, get your Bible out. Begin to read some scriptures uh, on our phones. version app, right? It's a, uh, there's some great Bible reading plans for different things like anxiety or fear or, or encouragement or hope. Uh, you can read with your friends. You can just invite them to read along with you. That's a great way to, to um, just keep, keep in the scriptures. But there's promises there, right? And the third thing is we have to understand and trust his final decision. Second uh, Corinthians, it encourages us with words about God. It says it like this. Uh, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. If you want to know what God's nature is, he's a Father of compassion. He's a God of all comfort. And notice what Paul says um, in Second Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, when our focus is in, in the middle of something difficult. He says this, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. So he's saying even on the outside is not going our way, right? We're not able to uh, go out and be with everybody and do our, our normal activities. Like, like outwardly, it seems like, man, it's not, it's not very good. And he says, but inwardly something's taking place. He goes on and says this, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. What is Paul saying? He's saying that the moment that we're in the difficulty, the struggle, right, that we go through, um, that God is there and, and, and it's only light and momentary. See, so maybe some of this as we go through this, it might not seem very momentary, right? It's taking a long time, you know, a month and it looks like we'll have another month of, of being, um, you know, physical distancing, trying to slow the spread, which is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Uh, we will slow this down. That, um, less people are affected, impacted. Well, if you look at Paul, when he's writing this, um, he's, he's gone through a whole lot more than we've gone through in this last month. I mean, nation worldwide, I know it's impacted us and it's, it's hurting and it's affected a lot of people. Uh, but Paul, he was imprisoned. He was beaten to the point of death multiple times. He was stoned with rocks almost to the point of death. One, one time they actually thought he was dead and they left him for dead. He's been shipwrecked, right? And in these, these stories and these hardships that he goes through, notice he says, for our light and momentary troubles. He says, the things I'm going through, they're momentary in, in the great perspective of eternity. This is something very, very small, and don't lose that perspective. And so he tells us what to do. Once we understand it's momentary, right, and, and, and it's light compared to even what Christ went through, he says, let us fix our eyes, not on what is seen, right? Don't fix your eyes on just what is seen, but fix your eyes on what is unseen. Because what is seen is only temporary, but what is unseen lasts forever. It's eternal. So Paul is saying, when our trouble are here on earth are hard, remember they're momentarily. They're, they're, um, in in, the, in the, the view of eternity, our life is very, very short. And, and the moments we're going through and the things that we're facing are very, very small compared to the grand scheme of things. And he's saying what is unseen, right, is eternal. That, that's what goes on forever. So simply put, we can, say it like, we can say it like this, that Jesus, he went through the worst on earth so we could experience God's best in heaven. Jesus, we're going we're to celebrate it next week for good, with Good Friday when he dies on the cross and then Sunday when he rises from the grave again, his resurrection Sunday. What, essentially what we're saying is Jesus went through the worst here on earth so we can experience the best in heaven. So when you're going through something difficult, know that God understands. He, he, he's gone through very, something very similar. And he understands the pain. He understands what we're facing. All right. And so as, as we go through these, this bad day, this bad season, uh, there's some things that we can actually gain from it if we have the right perspective. I love Paul's perspective. Even in prison, he's writing letters that are very happy. He's writing letters that are encouraging others. 
He's saying we're going to get through this. There's going to be a, a better day for us one day in heaven. There's going to be more for us down the road. And God encourages us to stick with it, to stay with it, and to learn some things. So as, as, as we go through this lesson today of um, how to live through a bad day, I want to give you just a few things that we need to be doing while we're going through this season. Right, this would be for our families. This would be for our kids. Uh, for those, maybe even some of our friends, that we would encourage each other to do these things. Number one, when, when, when you're going through a season and you don't understand why, here's what I would say. Learn while asking why. I don't think asking why is a bad thing. God, Jesus cried out to God and said, why have you forsaken me? Right? So when you're going through something difficult, saying why, God, why am I going through that's not a bad thing, but just have an open heart to learn from it. Because here's what's going to happen, is that when you have an open mind and an open heart to say, okay, we're in this, you know, why am I going through this? I don't like it, but why? Maybe God will begin to answer some questions of saying, hey, in this season, would you be open to learn? In fact, look what Hebrews says about Jesus. Hebrews 5.8 says, even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things that he suffered. Did you catch that? Even though Jesus was God, he's God's son, he learned from the things that he suffered. So the things he went through, he actually took them as opportunities to learn. And I would say for us uh, today, for us as our families, let's take these opportunities to learn, right? I don't know about you, but this give me perspective on what's important. I look at my family a little differently. I am so, so grateful for my wife, and I see all that she does. And I'm so grateful for the people around me, my friends, and I'm so grateful for my kids. And, um, just hang out with them and see the people they're developing and becoming. Not that it doesn't come with challenges, right? Being with them more than I've ever been before. Perspective. This is really, really important. Let's learn from it. You know, there's a story um, in, in a book I read um, through the eyes of a lion. Um, and and the, the, the writer, his name is Levi Lusco. He's a pastor. He wrote this story, this book about uh, losing his daughter. Uh, they lost their daughter when she was very young. And the pain of going through that grief and that hard day. Um, and in this book, he, he makes a statement. He says, pain is a passport that will take you places you couldn't have gone there any other way. So as he loses his daughter, and as he processes it over a few years and then writes a book about it, he says that the things that they experienced and learned from that very tragic moment um, it did things in their lives and their families that, that pain, only pain could, could have done. And I would say this in, in, in bad days and difficulties and crisis like we are, if we will slow down, you know, the pain that we're, we're experiencing, the difficulty, maybe the discomfort, can actually teach us something if we will open our heart and open our mind to it. And I, and I guarantee if we'll embrace it, We'll learn things through this season that we would have missed otherwise. Or we can ignore, be mad, be isolated, and go through this season and not learn anything at the end of it. Come out the same way we were, or I would think actually worse. But if we'll be able to say, all right, I'm going to use this opportunity for, for, for my family, for me, to learn something. All right, so I'd say when, when you're asking why, make sure you learn. Okay. And the second thing is this, make sure you love while you're asking why. I think, I think asking why is okay. Um, some questions won't be answered right away. But as you, as you ask God and you, you direct your questions to him, I believe he'll ask us to do this. But I know this one thing he does tell us. Even when we're going through something difficult, like Paul, right? He'll use our difficulties to encourage others. When we're going through something difficult, if, if we will use our life to serve others and help others, God will take care of our needs, right? When we water others, we ourselves are watered. So make sure we love while we're asking why. Hebrews 13 says this, And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. So he's saying, when you're going through something, right, um, don't forget to do good, to, to share with those in need. Uh, make sure you love, even in the middle of what your bad day, even in the middle of what you're going through, make sure you reach out to others. 
Uh, this is why small groups are so important. Right? This is why phone calls are, and FaceTime and whatever uh, way you have to reach out to people, you would reach out through email, whatever, and just say, I'm thinking about you, I'm praying for you, I'm here for you. Right? And uh, our church, I love our churches, a lot of our people in our church are asking, how can we help, how can we serve? Are there needs in our community that we can serve and help? And then when we say yes, we go and do something about it. And so and there's opportunities. And so this is, what, this is what it means to love even in the middle of it. And, and when we do that, God is honored. He's, he's pleased. He smiles on us and he helps us. So learn while you're asking why. Love while you're asking why. And the third thing I would say this is worship while you're asking why. Uh, there's nothing like scripture and worship in a season like this that will give you perspective again. Right? That you won't miss out. Uh, my favorite psalm in, in, um, in the psalms is Psalm 73. It's a story of a man who had the wrong perspective, and he was very dis- discouraged, and he was going through something very difficult, and he was blaming God, and he was angry at God, and it says that as soon as he went to the house of God, and he began to worship, all of a sudden his eyes were opened to see what he was complaining about, and his perspective changed. You know, on a daily basis, if I am uh, begin to struggle through this, this season, if I'll go to scripture, if I'll put some, some worship music on, or get my guitar, or whatever, and begin that... It just changes the atmosphere. It changes my perspective, my thought. Why? Because what I'm saying is, God, I'm going to make you big, and I'm going to make this problem smaller right now. The opposite is saying, this problem's really big, and God must be really small. He doesn't care about it. And the choice is ours. In this season, what we feed is going to grow. So if you're fearful, if you feed that fear, it's going to grow. What is fear? It's an unknown, right? And when we focus on, on, on what is unknown and, and the fear, that turns into anxiety because we only focus on it. And anxiety grows within us and it causes us even issues physically and mentally, right? And so we have to choose, what are we going to feed? Our fear? Are we going to feed our faith? Like what's going to happen at the end of this? I believe we're going to be better. I believe we're going to be stronger. Doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. Doesn't mean that we're going to have some challenges after or going beyond it. It just means that we are going to come out on the other side stronger and better. I declare for my family that we'll be closer. We'll be healthier. Uh, we're going we're gonna to see the best days ahead of us for our church. We're going to have a greater impact than we've ever had before as we move forward. Um, and so that we just declare those things. Why? Because I'm, I'm speaking faith. I'm believing that God has good plans for us. That no matter what we face, he'll use all those things for his good. Um, so learn while you're asking why. Love while you're asking why. And worship while you're asking why. You know, in, in the statement that we talked about that Jesus made on the cross, the fourth statement of, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, if you, if you stop there, it sounds like he's just saying, God, I'm all alone, and you've left me and abandoned me. And there's truth to that, because in the moment, he felt the weight of everything that we've done. But if you read the rest of the psalm, in fact, Psalms 22, it has the most, it's a prophetic song, psalm that talks about uh, the crucifixion of Jesus. And if you read that whole psalm, there's many, many references to the things that he faced on that cross in that day, his bad day. And as you keep reading, there's a statement, and I, I love what it says in Psalms 22, in verse 22, it says this, Here's the story I'll tell my friends when they come to worship. And I'll punctuate it with hallelujahs. Shout hallelujah, you God worshipers. Give glory, you sons of Jacob. Adore him, you daughters of Israel. He has, let, he has never let you down, never looked the other way when you were being kicked around. He has never wandered off to do his own thing. He has been right there listening. Let me read that last part again. He has never let you down, never looked the other way. When you're being kicked around, he has never wandered off doing his own thing. He has never, that he has always been right there listening. So when Jesus cries out and says, my God, my God, why are you forsaking me? He directs his question. But the song continues on, right? And we know when, when Jesus referenced the Old Testament, a lot of times he's, he's referring to other things that are going on in that scripture. 
I think we can learn from this, that even in that statement, when Jesus hanging on the cross saying, my God, my God, why are you forsaking me? My God, I'm in this bad day. I'm in a difficulty. Where are you at? Well, if you stay there and you direct your questions to God, but you continue to worship, you continue to let that prayer continue on, you get to a place and you realize that God hasn't forsaken you. He hasn't left you. That he's there right there with you. He wants to help you on this journey. And we want to help you on this journey too. You know, I would say it like this, that real worship, it's trusting God when life doesn't make sense. So when you're in your bad day and you're saying, God, why, where are you at? I don't understand what's going on. Why am I going through this? Would you help me on this journey? Real worship is saying, despite what I'm facing, despite what's going on, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you for the outcomes. I'm going to trust you for the final destination. I'm going to trust your character. I'm going to trust your promises. So here's my challenge for us today, all right? For families, for us as we go through uh, this season, is trust him through the dark times. Would you trust God through the dark times? We do this by learning, by loving, and by worshiping, despite what we face. Be open. What does God want to teach you? Look for opportunities to love others, and then always direct your attention to God and say, God, I need your help. God, I want to worship you. I use my life to help you. <clears throat> so trust God through the dark times, all right? Um, I want to give an opportunity for us as we, as we end our, our service today. We're going to end with a, one more song in a second. Um, but we always give an opportunity for those that are watching, those that are tuning in. Um, if you are separated from God, if you're on this journey and maybe you have questions about God's goodness, maybe you have questions about life, uh, maybe you're, there's a dilemma going on, right? Maybe even some, some, some struggles with belief in God. Um, whatever it is that you're going through or you're facing, I want to give you an opportunity today to just say, God, I want to crap to you. I want to aim my hard questions to you. I want your help. See, when, when, when it means to follow Jesus is that we let him lead the way, right? So worship is magnifying. Worship is trusting. When it means to follow Christ is saying, God, I'm going to follow your example. What did you do? Well, in your bad day, you served others. In your bad day, you called up to God. In your bad day, you took care of others. You encouraged others going through the same struggle. That's what it means to follow Christ. And today, I would invite you, if you're out there and you have not, you're not a Jesus follower, but today you'd like to be, I'm going to lead you in a prayer that would say, God, I invite you into my life. God, I want my trust in you. God, I want to follow your lead. So today, if that's you, you're watching, and you're ready to make a decision, you're ready to I'm going to a simple prayer of just acknowledgement of saying, God, I can't do this without you. I need your help. So would you pray this prayer with me? All right, say this. If you, if you want to pray that prayer, say this. Say, Father God, today I acknowledge that I need your help. Forgive me of my past, of my mistakes, of my sin. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus so I could have a new life so I can have an example of how to live and thank you that he's alive today ready to help I put my trust in you today help me to follow your example to follow your lead in Jesus now I pray amen awesome if you pray that prayer I just want to say welcome to the family of God I'm so glad you prayed that prayer. The greatest decision of my life is saying, God, I turn control over to you. God, I, I follow your lead. I want your help. And today, if you prayed that prayer, would you take a moment uh, on our website? We have a digital connection card. Uh, would you let us know that you prayed that prayer? And this week, I'll see some next steps of how uh, to take this uh, journey with God. 
uh, continue moving forward. All right, there's some steps that you need to continue to take, and so I would love to, to be able to, to send you an email, and, or if you prefer, talk by phone, comment and notes, and I would love to talk to somebody, and we'll give you a call this week. All right, so if you're out there and you, you made that, said that prayer, you're out there and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to celebrate with you today. So take a moment to fill out that connection card, and then we'll give you a resource this, uh, this week. All right, awesome. As we, uh, in our service, we always give an opportunity for us to give in the offering together. And so you can do that digitally on our webpage, thegrowsanafa.com forward slash give. Um, what I love about our church is even in this time, our family is saying, how can we serve our community? How can we serve those uh, in our city and the families around us? And so even as you're faithful in your giving, I just want you to know that we're putting you will say, God, I will put you first. We trust you. And so together, to give together, we make in fact, let me just tell you a few things that, that have been happening behind the scenes, all right? And we were able to provide food for those in need in our city. Uh, there's a couple organizations that we've been able to bless uh, with cleaning supplies and help, uh, organization that works with the homeless teenagers to help them get the cleaning supplies they need. Uh, we've been able to serve some of the, the, the first responders, people that are um, in our city that are working very hard to help slow down the spread and doing their job. And it's just our way to come alongside and say we believe in you and we're so grateful that we uh, have you in our city and we want to help you on this journey. And so just know as you give, you're giving today, part of what you're giving, it goes out away from us to help others and to encourage others. And so thank you for your faithfulness and generosity even to this season. Uh, what I love is a lot of you have uh, switched your giving from like we do in the buckets at the church to online. And so many of you have gotten done reoccurring, so thank you for that. That just helps us to plan for the future, going through the season of knowing how we can continue to move forward. And One last thing before we get off, just a reminder, next Friday, uh, this coming Friday for Good Friday, we'll have a communion service. So prepare some juice and some bread or crackers, and uh, that'll, that'll take place on Friday. And we'll love to have you on this uh, on, over online again to, to have the service. And then on Sunday, Easter Sunday, great Sunday we can celebrate, uh, invite some people to watch with you. All right, and, uh, and I would encourage you, even make it a big day for your family. You know, figure out ways that you can make it special and how you can say means for others. Okay, it's a, it's a big day. And then finally, uh, small groups. Make sure you get in a virtual small group, all right? We'd love to have all of our church connected, and uh, we'd love to be able to um, have you even lead one if you, if you can, if you want. And there's some great tools to be able to do that on our website and help you on that journey, all right? Awesome. So thank you guys for tuning in with us. Uh, we're going to close with one last worship song. Um, our world needs Jesus, and we need God more than ever. You know, I'm so grateful that in Santa Fe and in New Mexico, we're not feeling the effects as much as other parts of the world. Uh, but our friends and family around the world, they have felt it or they are feeling it. And they need our prayers, they need our support. And so today we're going to end a, with this, just a song saying, God, we need you in our family. We need you in our world. And so we'd love for you to join us and sing it. So.